0: Welcome to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto.
1: Welcome to The Parenting Show. I'm your host, Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca. And now that the holidays are over, we all seem to be coming down from that high of the holly jolly season, the parties, the company, the family time. Maybe even some time off of work. The decorations have probably come down and those darker days are setting in. And, you know, maybe for some more than others, um, tomorrow is Monday, as you guys know. Uh, But it's Blue Monday. And if you aren't familiar with that, let me fill you guys in. So Blue Monday, they say, um, apparently is officially the most depressing day of the year or one of. Um, And... I was looking it up and and I came across um, Dr. Cliff Arnell and it's according to him he's the one that came up with Blue Monday um, and the formula more than a decade ago and so the first one fell um, on January 24th 2005 Um, they say that it's one of the the days with the highest suicide rates and uh, you know there's there's been a lot of talk around it so is it true is it a myth one thing that I, I know for sure, and I'm sure that you parents listening can agree with, is that uh, mental health is real. So mm. that's something that I want to talk about. Joining yeah. me in studio today, we've got our executive producer. She's my co-host. She's host of Inside Jokes.
2: And I'm talking about Miss Sandra Kruse. Hi, Hello. Sandra. How are you? Very good. Are you
1: coming down from that high?
2: I know. It's weird. Yeah. It's, it's depressing. It it's is. Just, There's no like... The breaks come on. Like, you know, everything, like, even when you take your decorations down, I look around, I was like, oh, this is sad. The now. house seems empty. Yes, it does. Right? Yeah. It's like... It's very it different. Was full of, like, love and light. You, mm-hmm. The kids would run to the Christmas
1: tree to, to you know, who's going to tr- turn... They'd have, you know, they take turns plugging in the lights, right? Turning oh, them on. Oh, yeah. And now they come home, and it's like, there's nothing to run to. The I tree's know. down, and, and it's like, they're like, Mama, it's like only five why is it dark out yeah (laughs) or why are we waking up and it's dark out and I'm like I
2: I know you know yeah it does not help
1: well We've got uh, we've got some people joining us today and we're going to talk about we're going to talk about that so we don't get in those moods. Um, But for those of us that might be there or might be going through that with like our kids, um, they're going to share some tips and advice and even personal stories. We've got Kim Moran, who's the president and CEO of Children's Mental Health Ontario joining us. Hello, Kim. How are you?
3: Oh, I'm terrific. Thanks so much
1: uh, for talking about this important subject. I think it's. And, and I'm glad you said an important subject because it totally is. Um, a lot of people, they just brush it aside. No, this is not me. I'm not going
2: through this. They're in denial, or even with their kids, you well, know? I think, yeah. And with the kids part, I'm just talking from a layman's term. I, I think what happens is people just neglect. That their kid would have a problem, or kids don't have these problems, or no, they're they're too young. Kids yeah, don't have problems. That's right. What do you have to stress about? That's right. Right. Meanwhile, stress and these both Kim and Kelly will speak to it. Uh, I sit on my kids' parent council, and we spoke about it. And the principals and leaders at the schools are alarmed at the high rate of anxiety amongst children. And when I say children, we mean children. And they have um, school avoidance, which is actual term. Mm-hmm. See, Kim is agreeing uh, of kids who just stop going to school. Yeah. See. Well, we also
1: it, it's it's serious. It's crazy. We need to talk about it, and that's why we also have a psychotherapist joining us on the phone today, Miss Kelly Boss. She's friend of the show. She's been on the show before. We love her so much. We had to bring her back for this one. Uh-huh. Hey, Kelly. How are oh, you?
4: Thanks. I'm awesome. So glad to be here.
1: Thank you for joining us. So yeah, what what Sandra was just talking about, I'm sure that uh yeah. you've heard a little bit, a little bit about that, right?
4: Oh, absolutely. Mm. I mean, clinically we see kids very young um struggling with the, the issues that Sandra's talking about and uh it's also something that, you know, hits every age, um every socioeconomic status, every time of year. <laughs> It doesn't discriminate. Well, so, so, so yeah.
1: this Blue Monday, mm. Kelly and Kim, is there truth to it? Like, it's, is it the most depressing day of the year? First of all, it's tomorrow, January fifteenth. Yep. Mm-hmm. So usually falls. Um, I'm pretty sure it's the third. Um, it's always the the third Monday in January. It's the darkest, right? Mm-hmm. Third Monday, yeah. The darkest, most depressing, day. Um, day. Is there truth to it? Or is it because Sandra was looking at it and she's like, this was made up by a PR company.
3: So you know what, <laughs> for kids, what I've read is that, you know, the stresses of going back to school also are also often going to be problems for them. You know, September is often a really hard time for kids, as well as January. So it wouldn't surprise me as if, we, if we see data spikes in terms of kids looking for help in that period. Yeah, that would
1: make sense. I didn't think of it like that. Because you know what? It's, it's interesting that you say that, um, Kim, because um, the day before, so last Sunday, I sat down with my kids and I'm like, okay, you guys excited to go to school tomorrow? You're going back to school. You're going to see your friends, your teachers. And something inside of me felt like I really need to have this conversation with them before they return to school to make sure that they're in a good place. And it's like, okay, so, you know, who are you excited to see? Who are your friends? Like, I know, but I just wanted them to tell me again. Who are your friends? Who do you want to play with? Yes. You know, is there anyone at school that maybe doesn't treat you so well? And I, you know, but not knowing... Like not thinking about what you just said. So that totally makes sense.
3: Well, you know, you you really hit it on the nose when you try to sort of get your kids thinking in a really positive way about going back to school. I mean, that's just smart parenting all around. You know, for my daughter who's in grade 12 now, going back to school is a bit hard because she is... Uh, um, Uh, She's facing exams for her first semester. Oh, boy. So, you know, what we did is we talked about planning, right? How do you manage anxiety? She has an anxiety disorder. So you plan, right? You make Mm -hmm. sure that you're anticipating everything. And so we set the stage just like you did about a week before to get her thinking about it, getting her under control so she could manage what she had to manage when she got back. That's also smart parenting. Yeah.
1: Well, we're going to be talking all about it. And uh, we're going to talk to... uh, to Kelly when we get back from the break because she wrote a little article on, uh, on Blue Monday and, and all this stuff. So let's see what she's got to say. You're listening to The Parenting Show right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto.
0: Now, back to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo on Global News Radio 640 Toronto.
1: Welcome back. I'm Pina Crispo from chicmama.ca and you're listening to us here on The Parenting Show. We're talking about about tomorrow, Monday. Monday sucks. Mondays, like, uh-huh. I hate Mondays. I don't know how you ladies feel it's about not it. Isn't that
2: a song, Manic Mondays? Yeah. What oh, yeah. was <laughs> that, I DeBangles? Manic like Mondays, tell me why.
1: Oh, totally different song. I was thinking, yeah, yeah I don't know. Um, I so I'll Mondays know. are. are pretty typically for me a crappy day a but tomorrow tomorrow it's supposed to be one of the crappiest mondays the most crappiest monday of the, of the year blue monday yeah. and so joining us in studio today we've got kim Ren. she's the president and ceo of children's mental health ontario on the phone joining us we have friend of the show kelly boss she's a psychotherapist and next to me here in studio miss Andrew cruz she's our executive producer so okay blue monday kelly you wrote about this
4: So I was actually, when I was writing about January, I knew about Blue Monday and I wanted to look it up. I read the same thing Sandra did, that it was a marketing (laughs) situation where they decided that was the best time to travel because of Blue Monday. That being said, who cares? Honestly, it's an important discussion. Yeah. I think January has some hurdles. (laughs) So we should be talking about how to take care of ourselves during January. Mm-hmm. I read this hilarious article, in this guy called. Um, funny that you guys talked about Monday and January, that uh, January's like a month-long Monday <laughs> because it's yeah the of the yeah. year, and so it's I so think a true. Lot of struggle, you know. It's cold. You might be a bit more isolated. I mean, it was cold last week. People wanted to really cocoon, take a break from going outside. Well, it got warmer, but yeah, yeah, it the was light change. You've just done the holiday stress. Maybe you're in a bit of debt. After January, so after December rather. So
1: yeah, yeah, because you're coming off of like, like I said, that that seasonal, you know, mm-hmm. holiday high. But yep. now the bills, those credit card bills are coming in. You know, you got to pay off that. You know, for all yeah. those amazing gifts you got everyone. So you're in debt. Weather's crap. You don't want to leave the house. So does this also have to do with uh, sad seasonal affective disorder?
4: Absolutely, but that can come any time of year as well, right? Oh, so, so. it's
1: not just. A winter Toronto thing?
4: No. <laughs> no, and I think that's hard for people, too. Sometimes when they feel like they should be happier in the summer months, I think, you know, you can have struggles any time of year.
1: Oh, see, I so- totally thought that it would have had to do with, like, the fall, winter, more gloomier months. So that's interesting.
4: Yeah, I think it's, you know, certainly that people have, feel lower during the fall, winter months. Um, but again... I think the important distinction is a, more about that you can feel low any time of year, right?
1: And, so, and that goes for our kids as well, though. So it's not something, you know what I mean? I don't know. Every time I think about this, I think adults. I don't, my head does not go to children.
3: Okay, Kim, what should we be looking for in our kids? Well, you know what? I mean, one in five kids will have a mental health issue. Right. And so that's kind of a staggering statistic when you think about it. Right.
1: One so, in five kids. Like what is the. I think it's when, higher, when you say kids. Mm-hmm. When you say
3: kids, we're talking about children ages. Zero to 18. Zero oh, to 18. Oh, gosh. And so, of course, with the biggest prevalence happening, happening more in the youth years. But, you know, the things going back to what Sandra asked me is what do you look for? Well, changes in behavior. You know, I think parents have pretty good gut instincts, mm-hmm. but when they think their kid has a problem. So let's talk about, we have to kind of talk about it via the ages, right? So if you've got a, uh, a toddler or you have sort of a young child, it's it's about if they're feeling withdrawn, if they're withdrawn, or if they're aggressive. So both of those things, funny enough, can really show us that we have may have a mental health issue um, start, starting for those kids. Um. You know, I think that as you go into youth, right, as older kids, um, same signs. But you can also see um, that they're withdrawing from their friends, right? So
2: those are the kind of warning signs that I think that most parents would pick up on. Withdrawing from friends. Sorry, Pina, because my kids are older. So I'm trying to just think about sometimes they do that because they're just into electronics. Like I have boys. So obviously, you know, they get sucked into their electronics. So how can I differentiate between... That and... Yeah, yeah. is he hiding out, doing electronics because he's depressed? Or like, more specifically, like eating habits? I don't know.
3: Yeah, well, I mean, I think that... that You know, most parents have a pretty good litmus test on what they think is a bit different. But you can also talk to other parents to see, you know, is this abnormal behavior? On our website at cmho.org, you're going to see an ABCs of mental health. And what that does is like a tool. So you can put in behaviors and then it can pop out of this tool. Sort of, is this a real problem? Is this something you ought to watch? Or is this really normal, you know, child behavior, youth behavior? So I think that, first of all, my advice would be, you know rely on your gut second be take a look at that tool third is you know talk to people who interact with your kid talk to coaches talk to teachers yeah they see Mm -hmm. a lot of kids and they have an ability to sort of assess you know what's what's the norm and what isn't the norm
1: and i think teachers are are great because if you think about it they're with their teachers a lot more than they're with us during the week right yeah we well, they see them also, at breakfast, they come home, they have dinner, and then it's, you know, some homework and you're off to bed, whereas the full day they're with their teachers. So, you know, what we've got some, you brought up some great points, Kim. Uh, Kelly, I know that you can touch upon this stuff as well. When we get back from the break, um, we'll dig a little bit deeper, but I'm also going to turn um, things over to Sandra and and Kim because I know that they can uh, share some stories with us, uh, personal stories. You're listening to us here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I'm Pina Crispo from chicmama.ca and this is The Parenting Show.
0: You're listening to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo on Global News Radio 640 Toronto.
1: This is The Parenting Show. I'm your host, Pina Crispo of chicmama.ca. We are talking all about um, Blue Monday. We're talking about mental health. We're talking about the fact that it doesn't discriminate, and that it can happen with children just as easily as an adult. We have Miss Kelly yeah. Boss. She is psycho. She's a psychotherapist. She's front of the show. We also have. Uh, Kim Moran she is the president and CEO of Children's Mental Health Ontario before the break Kim gave us some little things to look for in our kids specifically um, just to you know kind of evaluate where they're at if maybe there's a problem going on something that we should be concerned about something that we should investigate what would you say what are some signs
4: that we should be looking for? Well, I, I agree with what Kim's saying. I would also, you know, I think another place to look is noticing what's going on for yourself, right? Yes. What are the signs and symptoms for you? Are you having less energy? Are you feel, feeling guilty about a lot? Difficulty sleeping? Um, you know, losing interest in things you used to really enjoy. Again, because- are you isolating? Are you not getting out? Um, yeah, because you know what? I, I'm glad that
1: you brought that up because as parents, um, so many times we put our children before ourselves. Mm. And that can cause some major problems. Um, I know that my oldest, Samantha, who is six, just now, after three kids, six years later, I'm just finding myself again. Right. So, six years yeah. is a really mm. long time mm-hmm. to be in limbo and not knowing. Who you yep. are, what's been going on? You don't feel like yourself, and it's true what they say that if you don't take care of yourself, it's just like on an airplane—you have to put the oxygen mask on yourself before mm-hmm. your kid. You're of no use to your child. So I'm glad yep. that you're bringing that up. So, so and Kelly, you're like saying you're
4: modeling mental health, right? Yes, exactly. You're modeling healthy living. You're modeling your healthy That's disciplines. Right. Or not, right? And I think a lot of the time, not intentionally, we have great intentions, we want to do it. I would say January is another place where we're looking at how those uh, resolutions are going, Yeah, maybe not so well.
2: Well, people so, people tend to think they're failures because of these resolutions not working out. And I, that's so sad because we're so hard on ourselves. And it's like, yeah, who cares? I read an
4: article about, have a little grace with it. What, who cares? January 1st, yeah. January 3rd, January 24th. If you get your schedule down in April, who cares? the work in process, you know, yes. kind of about the journey, you know, not just the destination. So perhaps you can take uh, a bit of that guilt off yourself. We're not doing everything perfectly. We're, we're busy moms, dads, everyone, parents, people are busy. Um, it's hard to get that self-care in. But again, if you, if you can think about it, how it is also teaching your little ones and your big ones and, Whoever you have in your home about the importance of it because we
2: all know we can't run on empty all the time. Sandra, you're a perfect example mm-hmm. of this. Like, what happens at school with our kids? Um, I was saying earlier off Mike, um, my son had his birthday party Saturday and the kids were in the basement. They're 12 years old. And, uh, you know, I'm kind of cool, Kim. I don't know. You're the cool mom. I, I snuck in I there. I want that title. <laughs> I brought pizza. And we just sat around <laughs> and they were already talking about stuff. And, um, you know, the last thing you want to do with kids is like, look like the snooty mom Uh, but I was asking I was already pretty knowledgeable about what was going on at school about this bully and I named him and then they started telling me and I kind of learned a lot from the friends of my kids because my kid I have a pretty good relationship with but sometimes their friends could really enlighten you as to what's going on if you can get it out of them and um, you know sometimes if their friends are depressed I think that's important too maybe to have your kids I don't know be able to identify that what do you think Kim you know it's interesting that you
3: mentioned about sort of opening up those lines of communication with your with your kids and their friends I mean the best advice I ever got from um and it was from um uh the the lady who headed up the daycare where my kids went and she's super smart and she said you know make sure to have a connection point at dinner Right, have a connection point yeah. one day, one time in the day with your kids, mm-hmm. and get them talking. You know, and even if it means right, because you know, for for little kids, but even up to teenagers, sometimes they actually don't want to talk to you. Um, <laughs> you know, but mm-hmm. you know, talk about things at work that are interesting, like about a conflict you maybe have had with your with a colleague, and you know, honest to God, it doesn't have to be true, um, but just to get mm. them talking, to understand that other people have conflict in their lives. Yeah. yeah, things aren't all smooth all the time. And being able to talk about that, I often found that that was really good. Then my kids started to open up to me. And often they would bring their kids home to then talk to me, about the problems that they were f- experiencing as well. So, you know, what you did, Sandra, quite naturally, is open up that line of communication. I don't even think it's about being the cool mom; it's being the smart mom, really. Yeah, mm-hmm. opening up those communication like lines. Kelly, you agree with that? Yeah, I was going to say, you know,
4: being available, being there to to say I'm interested and I'm here and I'm
2: yeah, yeah, you know, I care, present, being available. Sometimes we think we're available though, but we're so caught up in our own phones. I know I'm bad at that and social media and my Netflix binging. I know I was big on that for two weeks, (laughs) kind of ignored my kids a bit too much. Um, But we get caught up in our lives too, which is important. You know, you said earlier, you know, we can't always put the kids first. But at the same time, we have to monitor what's going on. Yeah, we can't (laughs) neglect them on the same. Yeah. You know, I'm. These are escapes, right? They're not necessarily us living
4: our healthiest lives. I mean, they happen. Everyone's going to do it. There's no need. You don't need to be hard on yourself. But we want to. It's not that we want to take that time to play Candy Crush for two hours. Mm-hmm. We want to take that time to do something that is helpful and healthy for us, right? Yeah,
1: that's so true, Kelly. And you know what? Sometimes, like like I mentioned, I touched upon it, sometimes things are out of our control. And sometimes yeah. if it's going to hit us, it's going to hit us, whether it be us meaning the parents or like the kids themselves. And uh, so when we get back, we're going to talk to Sandra about what it's been like for her dealing with cancer And raising her two young boys. And Kim, what it's been like for her and her daughter um, when she was 11. You're listening to The Parenting Show right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto.
0: Now, back to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto.
1: Welcome back to The Parenting Show. I'm your host, Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca. We are talking about mental health today. We're talking about the fact that tomorrow is Blue Monday, um, what many talk about uh, as being the most depressing day of the year and uh, a day that's associated with high suicide rates. Um, In studio, joining me, uh, joining us, I should say, we've got Kim Moran. She's the president and CEO of Children's Mental Health Ontario. We have on the phone psychotherapist uh, Kelly Boss. And joining me uh, as my co-host today, we've got Sandra Carusi, who's also our executive producer. So we've been been talking about some signs to look for when it comes to our kids specifically um, and mental health. Sandra, you came across Mm -hmm. a really interesting yet very scary mm-hmm. stat on the children mental health uh ontario website which is uh cmho.org
2: Org. yeah so what was that stat kim oh yeah on kim's site um over the past 10 years there's been a 54 percent increase in emergency department visits and 60 percent increase in hospitalizations for children and youth seeking treatment for mental health issues in ontario kim my question is Um, Is that because now we're recording it finally? People are admitting to it that these rates are so high? Or what is that number from? You know, the numbers
3: are astonishing or astounding and terrible all in the same Mm -hmm. breath. Um, No, you know, the reality is the prevalence rates, which is how many kids actually become Uh, mentally ill haven't changed. They haven't changed in decades. What the difference is, and it's actually a good thing, is because we're we're talking about mental health, because stigma has dropped about it, people are looking for help. But what's happened is, is as we have decreased stigma, people are willing to talk about it. The mental health services have not kept up. So, you know, for when you have um, a mild mental health issue, the stats show for kids that 50, a full 50% of kids with one to three sessions of counseling and therapy from somebody great like Kelly um, could change the trajectory, right? Wow, that you wow. don't need any more. One to three. But you know what? That's you can't, awesome. You can't get those uh, services very easily right now. No. Um, you know, the publicly funded health care system for kids with mental health issues has actually been defunded in Ontario by over 50% in the last 25 what? years. I know it sounds ridiculous. That does not make it? any sense to me at no. all. Well, and it doesn't. And, you know, the thing that got me to do the work that I do is because in those stats for hospitalizations was our family story. Um, So um, when my daughter was 11, she was sort of, you know, the kid you would never think there was going to be problems with. She was a competitive athlete, um, did really well in school, lots of friends, no problems. But all of a sudden, one day she said she was sad. And, you know, as any diligent mom would do and any parents, you go and try and face their bullying is what's going on. What's happening, going to the school? Nothing. But she kept being sad. And, you know, she started to withdraw. She started to avoid school. She started to avoid... Um, uh, gymnastics practices there was clearly something really wrong and we went to our family doctor and most people would start there because it makes sense you go to family doctor Um, and they actually didn't you know he he didn't know what to do because family docs actually are not trained in mental health issues very well and so you know he he referred us to get more help but when they referred us there was wait times of more than a year. I was going to ask how long did it actually take you to get well in. And a year, a lot can happen in a year. We did, Well, she didn't wait. Um, you know, being precocious as my kids are, uh, two and a half months, unfortunately, she became suicidal. So oh we went from sad smokes. to suicidal to trying to take
2: her own life in two and a half months at Why? 11. At Why? 11. Why did she want to do that? And how did she try to do it?
3: you know what? She was depressed. I mean, she was, we found out clinically depressed. How oh. she tried to do it was, thank God, appropriate for an 11-year-old. She stopped eating and drinking. Those were the things she could control. She would not eat and drink. Yeah. It's hard. Gosh.
2: That's what they say, anorexia.
1: Kelly, um, we've got like, you know, just another minute before we break. Um, but as a psychotherapist, you know, you're the people that you've sat down with and talked with, have you had to deal with kids at such a young age going through something like this?
4: so i I have bulk of my practice is usually adults, but I've you know been a school social worker. I've um, done a lot of different roles over my career. But yeah, you are seeing kids younger and younger feeling these um, and, and again, maybe the stats haven't changed, but you're certainly given more voice or audience or words. Now to describe what kids are feeling and, um, and you are seeing it certainly younger and younger.
1: And that's why I think it's really important um, with the work that, you know, Kim and her team at uh, the Children's Mental Health Ontario are doing. Um, just create an awareness. What we're doing here today, having this conversation, mm-hmm. you know, some mm-hmm. of you parents might be listening and saying, no, we've got a perfect family. Our kids are happy. We're happy. Everything's happy. But you know what? From one minute to the next, we don't know what that's going to bring. You know, Kim, you just said it. You know, your daughter, 11, fantastic, competitive athlete, um, did amazing at school. Then one day is like, I'm sad. Two and a half months later, suicidal. We're talking all about mental health. Um, You're listening to the parenting show right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto.
0: Listening to the Parenting Show with Pina Crispo on Global News Radio 640
1: Toronto. Welcome back. You're listening to the Parenting Show right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I'm your host, Pina Crispo of chicmama.ca. We usually have some lighthearted shows and we laugh a lot and we joke and we poke fun at me and we laugh at me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sandra, you know all about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's a little bit more serious today. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that we really need to have this conversation. I'm really happy that we are. We're talking about mental health. Tomorrow um, is Blue Monday. Some of you guys may know of it. Some of you guys may heard of it. Um, supposed to be, and I say supposed to be, um, the most depressing day of the year. Um,
2: Highest suicide rates.
1: Yeah. So mm-hmm. some people say, no, it's just a myth. It's not true. Um so we're talking about that today. And we're talking about mental health because I think that we need to talk about mental health. A lot of people associate mental health, you know, adults. Yeah, you've got problems, um, gets you down in a rut, you become depressed and everything snowballs. But what about our kids? We've got Kim here from Children's Mental Health Ontario. We've got psychotherapist Kelly Boss on the phone joining us. And, uh, and they're telling us that, guess what? It can happen in kids and it's very common. We, we took a look at some stats that were on the C- uh, org website and Kim just told, you just told us about your daughter. She's 17 now. She was 11 at the time and just all of a sudden out of the blue comes up to you one day and says, I'm sad.
3: Yeah, it was um incredibly difficult to go through this um and I and I don't want to scare everybody out there because you know, my daughter's experience and her the severity of her problem is actually really an anomaly, thank goodness. Thank mm-hmm. goodness. We know that 12% of kids up to the age of 18 actually would have a serious mental illness. One in five kids have a mental health issue. So you can see that there's a whole continuum of problems that kid, kids can have. Mm-hmm. And my daughter probably would be on the so the extreme side. Yeah. Um, but I want to tell you that she has recovered. I mean, what That's we found news. out, we had to get very intensive mental health treatment. And, you know, we did manage to access that treatment. There still isn't enough of it. And... Um, uh, in the province of Ontario. Um, But she did recover. We found out that she has obsessive-compulsive disorder Mm -hmm. and she has an anxiety disorder and they're often linked. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, you know, she's a really smart kid. Um, You know, when kids are... Are smart they can actually see a number of different scenarios about problems like oh this could happen and this could happen and this can happen. yeah well that can lead to anxiety, anxiety too, yeah. right so right. you know what we do is after this very intensive treatment she had for about three years she recovered thank goodness um, and now, but now she's an anxiety disorder and as a parent I have to be able to know what to do and how to support her she's had lots of counseling and therapy she gets it when she needs it we have to in order to be better parents and you know what? I think that that's really important. And I'm glad that
1: you're saying that because a lot of the times parents are in denial for themselves or for their yeah. kids. And they're like, no, no, no. My kid is does not have yeah. a problem. My kid is not stressed. My yeah. kid, they're just not eating. It's not that they're suicidal. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they don't see the lazy. signs. Yeah. yeah. You they're know? not
2: lazy. They're depressed, you know, often. And
1: and so they're not seeking this this help. Yeah. And already you said there were wait times of like a year. You know, so if parents are in denial and, and you know, they're just prolonging that. Mm-hmm. And so I'm really glad that you mentioned um, that you went and you got help uh, for your daughter, Kim. And, you know, and that's why we have people like Kelly, um, you know, our psychotherapist on the phone, because we need to help these kids. We need to support them.
2: Mm-hmm. So families are already struggling now uh, without um, any issues. And the kids are with these anxiety issues. And I was going to speak to the point when a parent is sick. Yeah. And Sandra, you're, yeah.
1: You guys, your boys have gone
2: through a lot. Yeah. So they, I was diagnosed when my boys were eight and five and now they're 12 and, uh, eight and, um, they've had to grow up with a sick parent. And, um, you know, I've always focused on their mental health as a result. I brought them to support groups and psychotherapists And it's really important because I think mental health, a lot of people don't understand how important it is. You know, they'll hear their kid complain about their stomach, but we we heard about it on this show. Yeah. Those stomach problems are are nothing to do with the stomach. With Dr. Christine Chambers and Erica It's actual
1: anxiety, right? Yeah. And it's like, but a lot of the time I wonder too, if it has to do with the parents and they're, they're ashamed. They don't want it to get out there. Yeah. You know, like... I don't care oh your kid has a problem or your kid is going to a psychiatrist or your kid has this mental
2: you know health issue because of the stigma but pink, yeah. but pink day in the schools ladies help the bullying the anti-bullying yeah, days, yeah the anti-bullying is kind of raising awareness a little more and you know I speak to the school all the time I'm like we have to educate the children about ADHD because so many people have ADHD now
3: Yeah, you know, there's some great programs happening in Ontario schools right now to actually teach teachers, administrators, and kids about what the early signs of mental health are and to be able to talk about Mm -hmm. it. So, you know, parents, we might be a bit dinosaurs about, you know, sort of not talking about it. And I think we need to get better at that. And, you know, like you just said, the school is a great place.
1: The teachers, mm-hmm. the website again. It's cmho.org. dot um,
3: org. Uh, Kim, you mentioned that there's a great checklist there. Yeah, there is. So it's called the ABCs of mental health, and there's links on our website. You know, the one thing we talked about kids withdrawing, we talked about kids feeling sad, and kids actually taking sort of having suicidal attempts and things like that. What we haven't talked really about is aggression. So sometimes kids get exact. Uh, uh, anxious, and they actually get aggressive. And so, Sandra, you talked about a bully. You know, sometimes you'll find that mm. bullies actually have mental health issues. And, you know, mm. I often talk about, you know, my kid is anxious, and she gets sad and suicidal, but other kids will get anxious and actually get aggressive to both other kids, but their families as well. Um, and so, you know, when, when you see a child who has some aggression problems, you know, it used to be we always would think, oh, bad kid, bad family, you know. Yeah, look at that. Stereotype. But exactly. But the reality is that's not true. The, the reality is is kids aren't bad. Kids have a problem they need help with. And, you know, that's where we have to change our thinking and change our talking.
1: So we need to help our kids. And we're going to find out how to do that um, with Kelly and uh, with Kim. Stick around. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back. This is The Parenting Show on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.
0: You're listening to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto.
2: I'm here with my real estate friend, Holly garvey Penny. What's up with HGP's tips and trends today? Hi, Sandra. Today's tip I'm calling, know what you want and get it. Although the media today is talking about a market downturn, Good properties are selling fast with interest from multiple buyers. In fact, I just experienced an offer night with seven bidders. So make sure you do your research, know what you want and can afford, know what good value is, and strategize with your realtor to get it. Call or email me today to do it. I can help you. They can reach you at hgp at bosleyrealestate.com or 416-322-8000.
0: Thanks, Sandra. Now, back to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from chicmama.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto.
1: Welcome to The Parenting Show. I'm your host, Pina Crispo of chicmama.ca. If you're just joining us now, we are talking about mental health. And we've got President and CEO of Children's Mental Health Ontario, Kim Moran, joining us. We have psychotherapist in front of the show, Kelly Boss, joining us on on the line. And we've got uh, executive producer and uh, co-host Sandra Carusi here as well. We're talking mental health. We're talking about Blue Monday. It's happening tomorrow. And stress, anxiety, mental health, all of that stuff. A lot of adults, you know... You probably deal with it yourself, but it doesn't just
4: happen and come out of the blue. Am I right, Kelly? Absolutely. I mean, when we're talking about um, people having these mental health issues, they can also identify times that they had it as children, you know, mm-hmm. when they felt this way. Um, you know, people often say, oh, I've been anxious my whole life, or they'll be able to give quite um a journey through mental health and the times when it was better or they got help. And, you know, the, the conversations are happening, you, 13 reasons why, you know, that show, a lot of concern about whether people should watch it or not. But again, it got people talking. And I went on a show last year, just talking about that um, segment. And it's so important to be talking about it with each other and being able to find out where to get help.
1: And, Kim, you had an interesting stat about that,
3: right? Yeah, 70% of mental health problems have their onset during childhood or adolescence. So, you know, Kelly's quite right. You know, often what we see is people in the adult mental health systems who are really have some really significant issues are there because they really didn't get the help they needed when they were kids. And, And that goes back to what Sandra said is parents, you know, you know, if your kid has a problem, it's up to you to really get them um, to identify it and um, get them the help they need. And it's a lot of work, by the way.
2: I just, it's a part-time job, I'll tell you right now. But
3: it's even just with the little things, like just opening up those
1: lines of communication. Because mm-hmm. if the lines of communication are open and you're having these conversations with your kids, you know, they're more inclined to come and talk to you, yes. you know, as opposed yeah. to like never, you know... Talking to them and showing and, interest in their life, right,
4: Kelly, and get support because there's, you know, there's self harming behaviors people
2: are, yeah. you know, talking about more now. There's a lot of stuff that's that is overwhelming as a parent. Could, you don't sorry, want your child hurting themselves, Kelly. Can we talk about this cutting, cutting? And I, right. I, I yeah, I, because it, yeah, a lot of my friends that, with yeah. teenage kids um, who are sitting in their bathrooms cutting themselves, right, with razors and stuff, and. And it's almost a pop culture thing. It's scary. It's, uh,
3: it's really you know, my scary. daughter was cutting when she was feeling really ill. It's really oh. another expression of pain, you know, and look at yeah, it as absolutely. a a sign of a mental health issue.
1: The bottom line... One
3: of
4: the self-harming behaviors. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: the
1: bottom line is that this is real and it can happen at any age um, and it doesn't discriminate. If people...
3: Are looking for some great resources Kim where can they go absolutely you know in Toronto uh, there are walk-in mental health clinics open throughout the city um, where you're going to get very experienced mental health professionals who you can see right away. Uh, it's all for free. You don't need any OHIP referrals. You don't need anything. You just walk in. And you can see those uh, resources up on our website at cmho.org. Parents can also um, seek out the help of uh, private psychotherapists like Kelly, and you. there's um, links on our website to uh, to those resources as well. Um, and, and, and so I think that you can get the help you need. the The wait lists and wait times that we've talked about, and you'll see it up on our website if you go there. And the things that we talk to the government about, kind of loudly these days, is is for kids who um, have more serious mental health issues. We're finding there's wait times of
2: over a year, as we talked about, yeah. for mental health services. I want to just quickly say also, when a family goes through grief, uh, you know, for example, when my mother just passed away, uh, my kids' grandparents um grandmother get them the grief counseling nobody ever thinks of that oh that's huge but you can go yeah. through your funeral home or through a hospice if there's a family yeah. member who's sick yeah. or passed away definitely get your kids grief counseling because it'll manifest over a long time and you won't know why they're angry or why they're behaving yeah, it's the true. Air. meanwhile they're grieving with the loss of a loved one and don't underestimate that that's the no, problem totally. with parents and kelly if people want to get a hold of you where can they find you you can come find
4: me at www.kellyboss1s.com.
1: Okay, perfect. So Kelly Boss, psychotherapist. Uh, Kim Moran, President and CEO of Children's Mental Health Ontario. Thank you so much for joining us today, ladies. Um, if you guys are tuning in now... And missed some of the show you can always listen back on our podcast which can be found on itunes or 640toronto.com special thanks to my co-host sandra Carusi. she's mm. also uh, our executive producer and host of inside jokes so i know we got really serious with you right now but <laughs> stick around because uh she'll get you laughing again <laughs> you've been listening to the parenting show right here on global news radio 640 toronto i'm your host pina crispo of Sheikmama.ca. <laughs>